Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? Yep, I sure can. How are you this morning? One, two, three. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. <clears throat> good. Welcome to Toxic Coffee, everybody. Welcome. Uh, my name is Crystal, and I'm on here with Fallon. Yeah. Starting my morning off with some amazing coffee from Simple Teas here in Colorado Springs. Where are you at, Crystal? I'm in north of Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, see? So if you guys are willing to call in, we can send you guys the link. You guys can join in on our conversation. If you'd like. Um, yeah, I'm Mountain know. Time, so everybody around me is either two hours over or two hours under. So you guys call whenever, do whenever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, What's today our topic we're going to talk about the, um, our topic today is going to be the stages of the cycle of abuse. Um, I'm going to go over narcissistic abuse cycle and Fallon, if you want to go over just abuse in general cycles, um, you can go ahead and do that if you'd like. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Okay. So narcissistic abuse specifically they have four cycles or four i guess stages in a cycle so the first one would be love bombing um this one is huge especially in the beginning of a, a relationship it would be examples would be like future faking um oh my gosh i love you so much i want to spend the rest of my life with you only a few weeks into it or a few days sometimes and then also love bombing includes like sweeping you off your feet just you're so perfect. I've never met anyone like you. And this again is in the very beginning of your relationship with a narcissist. So everything seems like butterflies and rainbows and, and, you know, you've never met anybody like this person. Uh, the next stage would be devaluation. So after a narcissist love bombs you, they'll move in. They'll, they start to realize that they've got you hooked by the love bombing. And they will go into devaluation. So this includes like, you'll never find anyone else like me. Um, a lot of gaslighting, which it, which is making you think something that isn't true. Sometimes gaslighting could look like, I didn't say that, or I don't know what you're talking about, or just basically questioning your own sanity. Um, they cross a lot of boundaries. They make a lot of threats during that stage. Um, and then between devaluing and discard, which discard is the third phase, you'll see a lot of rage. And, and rage is included in the discard phase. So they, they start to catch on that you're catching on to them. And they'll discard you. This includes like a huge rage incident, whether that's physical, uh, mental, verbal, all of the above. Um, they have a lot of criticisms. You can't do anything right. Um, why are you doing things that way? They want to be the one to discard you so that they can say, oh, she left me. Oh, you know, poor me. I'm the victim because she, she cheated on me when maybe really didn't cheat things like that. And mm -hmm. then after the discard is hoovering, which I didn't know what this looked like, or I guess I didn't know what it was called for a long time. I knew what it looked like, 
but that's the after they discard you it's stalking you or um calling you randomly and saying oh my gosh i really need your help with this and you're the only person can help me it's like making you feel like you have to be there for that person um fake promises oh my gosh i'm going to change i'll stop drinking i'll stop is or i'll never cheat on you again um and then the last the last one isn't you won't find this one but i always say there's a fifth phase and i it's repeat the cycle just repeats and during each of those cycles the one common denominator is um manipulation like they use love bombing to manipulate you they devalue it devalue you to manipulate you and then they discard to manipulate you because they want to make you feel bad that you know you were so horrible to them so they're manipulating you to come back <clears throat> hoovering is definitely manipulation because they're saying oh my gosh i need your help with this um oh my gosh i'm going to change you know when they really don't have any plans to change at all the only way that you can get out of narcissistic abuse cycle is going no contact and that's it's hard if you have kids together but um no contact is the only way i've had to change my phone number twice to go no contact i had to move an hour and a half away to go no contact and even still like it's always in the back of my mind is he going to be following me does he know where i'm at is someone else going to give him my phone number? You know, is he going to create a fake profile on Facebook to reach out? Like that the only way that you can get out of the manipulation is going no contact. And that's through every outlet you have phone, social media. Um, I've had to block all of his family members and our mutual friends on Facebook. Um, so that's just like a little breakdown of the four cycles of narcissistic abuse and I think Fallon, you have a few things on just abuse in general, right? Yeah. So my biggest thing was, you know, it's kind of almost the same. So you're going to have like the whole honeymoon stage. Mm -hmm. They're like, I love you. You're great. Um, I got the, I want to have babies with you so bad. I want you to have my baby. I want you to have my baby. And then we have babies and it's like, nope, everything goes to shit real quick. Mm -hmm. so um it it's crazy how you don't see it happening before your eyes it's like i'm gonna wow you i'm gonna buy you flowers i'm gonna buy you chocolates i'm gonna take you out to dinner i want to buy you clothes i want to pamper you i want to shower you with gifts and you're like that you're you're just in awe so they buy mm -hmm. you they start out by buying you and slowly over time that all that buying and all that showering and the gifts and the love stuff, you know, and it goes away. And um, you start noticing little things. Mine was um, little lies, um, not coming home or staying out all night long. Mm -hmm. You know, back then I didn't have cell phones but everybody had a home phone so I mean it was like you couldn't just text and be like hey where are you at when are you coming home when will you be home um and I wasn't a harper I wasn't a hounder so 
So I was always at my mom's house or my dad's house or still in high school, still cheerleading, doing basketball games and stuff like that. So mine was more, I was occupied. And right. he, he made sure that I was occupied. So going away games and stuff like that, I found myself um, not really paying attention that he wasn't there. You know, he was really easy about making phone like friends and everything else. And um, very good shit talker, schmoozer, oh, yeah. um, knew everything about anything. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't know it, he could, he learned really fast. Um, I always thought that he could be a really good lawyer because of how good he could really make you feel like you were the victim or you were the one that was in the wrong or win an argument. Uh, he was the smartest dumb person I ever met. You know, <laughs> that's I mean, a good way to describe it. it, it, it yeah. Um, in a way it's like, you know, it, it was, he was so smart. It was scary. Yeah. Um, he slept his way through high school. This, slept through classes 4.0 um one step away from valedictorian in a class of 500 students i mean houston and and the surrounding areas they don't have small schools but just god he was dumb smart but dumb (laughs) Dumb. you know it's like oh you can put all that smarts into um into talking shit and being a con artist, but you can't put that much effort into having a family or relationship. Like something about abusers, they get comfortable, really comfortable. Um, It's, it's comfortable in manipulating you and believing that, you know, you're worth more at home than you are if you were to go get a job. Right. Uh, taking things away from you that you don't even pay attention to. Like, no, we don't really need a phone. What do you need a phone for? You can use mine. You don't really need to have this. You don't need to compare yeah. that, you know. Um, and finding the weak, the weakest link. So at one point in time, I was a very quiet, shy, um, I, I guess you could say a young lady because he was five years older than me. So for me, it was more, I wanted to learn everything I could about him. Like I said, he was smart. He was very smart, very talented guy. The guy could draw like no other. He could take the whole motor apart out of a car and put it all back together with his eyes closed. Like he was just smart. But over time, over 12 years, I started learning little things here and there. Like, oh my God, he's such a good car artist. He could sell you a one-armed, one-armed man a wheelbarrow. Be like, oh, right. yeah, you could totally do it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, my cycles are, you have the sexual cycle where they're just completely into you and they're sexually involved in you. And then, you know, you have the mental where they mentally put you out there to be like, oh, my God, it's this is so great. This is so great. Um the economic abuse of using, you know, like I said, the phone systems against you, using your family against you, using everything. It's a power control. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, and then coming back to you, 
after they've abused you, made you feel absolutely worthless. They're like, but you're so great. You're so beautiful, but I'm not. But am I really? Right. You know, and it's, I don't know. It's a vicious cycle. It is. I just don't know how to explain it. It's like the, 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 they're like the stick to the pot of shit that's on fire and they're stirring it. Yep. As long as you give them that stick, they're going to continue to stir that pile of shit. And it's like, at what point do you take that stick away and say, I'm done? Right. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people have a hard time leaving. And I like what you said about getting comfortable because they get comfortable, but I think their, their whole point in the love bombing phase is for us to get comfortable. You know, well, they, they gain their trust. Right. They pick people who have loving and nurturing um, personalities at heart mm-hmm. at the core, because those are the type of people that are f- most forgiving. You know, they put up with more. Oh yeah. Can be a good thing. Yeah. But it, I mean, it can be thing, but at the same time, it can really hurt you if you're the type of person who forgives too easily, which is me. And yeah. gives too many chances, which is me, you know? Yeah. But what really baffles me, Fallon, is how do they know that about you? Do you even know them? You know, you I know? think that goes with the whole um, getting to know you, schmoozing you over, making you feel like you're the only one and that you are so superly loved. You go into the um, making you feel like, you know, it, it, your whole, they, your, their whole world evolves around you. Right. You know, and then over time, my thing was the tension building, you know, oh my God, all of a sudden, bam, moody, M- just out of the blue, just pissed off, ready to fight, ready to argue. And you're like, but why, you know? Um, mm-hmm. the, you didn't clean this good enough. Why isn't my laundry done right? Why did you fold my socks this way? Why isn't the bed made? And you're like, what? all of a sudden that bothers you? I folded your socks like that for 10 years. Now all of a sudden it bothers you? Um, another thing, uh, um, acute explosions. It's like you could, mine was the last time that I got into the explosive abuse thing was I was um uh was going swimming just going swimming a friend of mine worked at the time she worked at a um hotel and she was like hey you want to go sit in the hot tub and I'm like yeah we'll go sit in the hot tub no problem he smashed me between her car door and her car wall. Oh my so God. I was getting ready to get it, and he took the door and he shoved it into me, and he was like, "Where the fuck do you think you're going?" And I was like, "I, you know, you also have to remember this was the like basically towards the end of our relationship where I didn't give a shit anymore." Right. So yeah. I was like, "I'm going to the house." You guys, so sorry, excuse me. Let that go by. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, he slammed me between the door and he's, and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to the hot tubs. And he's like, why are you going without me? Cause I can, I don't need your permission. Yeah. I don't need you to go with me. Um, it was, 
using sex against me. Um, you know, oh, that's a huge one. Against, yeah, holding me up against the wall and choking me out, leaving the mm-hmm. bruise marks around my neck. You know, and what's weird is I used to find things out about him that I didn't know. So I know back in the day, this I mean, these are just threats that he just came up with randomly. And we'd be laying in bed and he's like, do you know that if you take a bar of soap and you go to smack somebody with it, it bruises them internally? Oh, God. So you have to know in my mind, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, dear God, I'm just going to, I'm going to lose kidneys, a spleen and a liver at some point. So there goes that. You know? Yeah, because they tell on themselves. They tattle on themselves. Yeah. It's unreal. Yep. It's like when you've been doing everything right in your mind, because you can't ever do anything right in their mind, but you're doing everything right. And then all of a sudden they come out of nowhere with something like that. And it's so calm. And it's like, have you been cheating on me? They're telling on themselves. Did you oh, know yeah. you... if you put soap in this, it'll, you know, it'll bruise someone internally. They're telling on themselves, you know? Yeah. I used to think, you know, I wish back then I had cameras in my house because mm-hmm. the stuff that I would catch, oh my God, like I, I just, I'm baffled at the thought that we didn't have that back then. You know, nowadays I talk to some of my customers and some of my clients and they're like, oh yeah, I have cameras everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah no, it records everything. And I'm like, I didn't have that back then. It was my word against his. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and when you're with somebody who is so cunning and like street smart, leave them over you. Yeah. Like if it's your word against his and he's, and everybody loves him on the outside, it's like, you don't even have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I have a thing pulled up, uh, just to kind of get back into that. Um, so you're the, the, all of this stuff. I will say this, the honeymoon, back to the honeymoon stage, because you have your attention building where they're just looking at everything to nitpick you at. Right. Okay? Um, the kid's sperm donor was cotton on his clothes. Okay. He worked underneath cars all day. And he was worried about the lint and cotton on his clothes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't fucking care. No one's going to see you anyway. Yeah. The acute explosion that came after that. The slamming of the washing machine. The slamming of the dryer. The throwing things all over the house because I would not rewash his clothes. Right. And then afterwards, about, you know, a week, he would disappear for a week. And then he would come back in the whole crying, groveling at my feet. Telling me how sorry he was. Yeah. You know, um, sending flowers. Uh, I'll never do it again. Don't. Okay. I'll never do it again. If somebody's asking, will a cheater ever cheat again? Yes. Once a cheater, always a cheater. You know why? Because they got away with it the first time. They're going to continue to do it again and again. And how do I know this? Because for 12 years, that man cheated on me every second he got. Do you want to know what he did one day? Well, I shouldn't say just one day. So I had a, 
I can't remember what I had. I had a blazer, it was a Chevy blazer. And I'm cleaning out my car and stuff. And I, of course, I have the kids and I'm pregnant with Abby. And I find a pair of panties in my back, like in the very back of my car. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I'm not touching them. <laughs> I'm not touching right. them. So I get a stick, <laughs> holding them up. And I'm like, well, definitely know those aren't mine. One, I am pregnant way bigger than those. And two, um, I don't wear this kind of underwear. So I brought it to his attention and I put him in a plastic bag, zipped him up and I kind of tossed him at him. And I was like, you might want to tell your girlfriend to leave her, to stop leaving her panties in my car. Oh, he threw a huge fit, slapped me across my face. He was like, I don't understand. I don't even know if those are yours or not. I'm sorry, ladies, ladies. We know what underwear we wear. We know what panties we buy. Holy shit. You know? That's so weird. And yeah. Yeah. The sad thing was we weren't really living together at that time. But I do remember he borrowed my car. Mm-hmm. So I went to work the next couple of days. I kind of had that, you know, that gut feeling, like that intuition, intuitive feeling that, you know, cheaters are cheaters. You know that your stomach just hurts right so i'm at work right i'm at work Mm -hmm. and i get a phone call at my work mind you i'm a massage therapist in telluride colorado at this time i'm working in the um sales the retail sales area because i am really pregnant and i can't really do that many massages so i get a phone call this girl on the other end of the phone is like hey i'm really sorry you found my panties i left them there on purpose (gasps) this girl is four years younger than me. She's five years older than I am. Oh, wow. She's 18. Okay. Praying on little girls. So I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I freaking knew that. That was, I knew it was hers. But at the time I'm like, you know what? I'm dumb. Because I allowed you to do this. And we're not together. But I bet you I don't want to take it to his grave. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. And next, the next couple of, of years, because we were separated for a really long time between 2004 and 2007. Even though the kids were still around, he would still come in and out of my life because of the kids and stuff. And whenever I... In 2008, when I got my first big house and I was working on making my own um, spa and stuff for myself, I had a um, a friend of mine who wore really long, dangly earrings all the time. Mind you, they're always my friends. It's so weird, like yeah, my friends, my supposedly so friends. Okay, and I was finding earrings all over my bed, and I'm like. What the fuck is going on here? So I would bring it to his attention and I'm like, whose earrings are these? Well, I don't know. Ask the kids. Not the girls. Why would the girls have earrings at the age of four and six? Right. Not like that. Not hooker earrings. Right. I'll buy my girls hooker earrings at four and six. So then I'm, then I started noticing clothes were gone. When my dress clothes were disappearing. I'm like, what the hell? 
I've, you know, and you really feel like you're a bit losing your damn marbles. You, yeah, you feel like you're losing it. And that's yeah. the gaslighting because yeah. they're like, well, that's yours. Don't you know that's yours? Or I don't know where that came from. You should know, you know, like that's the gaslighting that makes you feel yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah. How should I know what you have? I don't know what you have in your closet. I don't know where your clothes go. You know, yeah. um, yeah, uh, I just know that I'm going to be posting on the Facebook page a lot of different things. Um, one is the domestic violence with children, um, how violence affects your children uh-huh. and how violence affects your pregnancy. So um, a lot of those come into place, especially with me, you know, who I've dealt with it through my pregnancy after my pregnancy and how to shield my kids from that. Um, And something that, you know, if you're finding yourself doing any of these things where you're just like, Oh my gosh, okay. Your dad's coming home at certain time. You need to go to bed or let's go ahead and get you, you know, showered and fed your dinner. And then that way the kids are like everywhere, but where you are, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing you need to make sure that you're not, because a lot of times we don't want the kids to see the violence. We don't want the violence to be taken out on them. And when you, when you get to that point, at what point do you say, I can't raise my kids like this because I don't want them knowing that this kind of behavior in this relationship is okay and acceptable. Right. The moment yeah. you have to ask yourself that, the moment you need to leave. And, and for me, I don't have any kids of my own. Uh, my current boyfriend has a five-year-old daughter. But kids are very intuitive. I've, I've worked the, with them for over 15 years in different types of settings. And what, how, it doesn't matter how much you try to keep from them. They are very intuitive and they catch on to what's going mm-hmm. on around them. And you know what? I know it's funny. Well, it's not really. I shouldn't say it's funny. But it's kind of, kind of crazy. Is mm-hmm. I can sit and talk to my son, who's now 22. He remembers everything. Think. Yeah. I, he remembers the, the loud arguing, the fighting, the slamming of things. He remembers mm-hmm. the, you know, glass breaking. He remembers the vacuum cleaner being thrown at me, cups being thrown at me. My kids remember the brick being thrown at my car. Oh man. And I think at that point, Seth was five and a half. And my, his sisters were really young. Abby was probably six months old, seven months old at the time. And then, you know, I mean, years, you have to remember there's 12 months to a year. So for 12 years times the 12 12 months, every day was something that we fought about. Yeah. Um, He never had a job. So I had a job. I remember Seth started kindergarten in Texas and I would work until five o'clock at night and I was, I'd get my phone and I would have a phone call from the school. Hey, nobody came and picked up Seth. Oh, and it's four 30. I would have at least 17 missed calls from the school. Of course I can't answer the phone. I'm not allowed to have my phone on me. You know, um, and at that point, I think it was on my mom's phone. So there was no texting, no nothing. And it was just a little Nakia boop phone. Yeah. And 
thank God my mom, I had to hide my phone from everybody, but I had my phone. And yeah, I had to go to the school. I had to run to the school and I had to pick up a hungry kid who was in a uniform and hot. He'd been there but since never, never morning. bring it up. Never bring it up to your abuser because then it's your fault. Oh yeah. Well, you know? why didn't you, why didn't you take it? Why, right. well, I'm at work. What do you mean? Why didn't I take him? Why didn't I pick him up? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. My, my abuser was notorious for blaming everything on me, even if I had no idea what it was, but yeah, I remember a time where just got together, maybe six months into it. And, um, we were already living together and he w was in construction. So he had this like, <clears throat> um, wet vac and I never used the damn thing. I had no reason to. But the first time he gaslighted me and blamed me for something, and I will always remember this, he came downstairs and he's like, I can't find my wet vac. Have you been using it? And I'm like, what? Like, first of all, if I used it, you would know. And second of all, I don't even know where it is, like where you keep it. And I just remember my mind being like, why is he even asking me this? You know, why would I... I mean, it sounds so stupid and like minuscule, but it's in my mind at the time, I was just like, why that should have been a red flag to me because he knows I didn't use that, that thing. He knows I didn't mess with his tools or anything like that. And then when he found it, he was like, it's completely dirty. Nobody cleaned it out. I know this was you. And I'm just like, what? And, and it was like that the whole rest of our yeah. relationship, you know, like he, he and would that's do what something. It is. it is the yeah. small yeah. He would do something and then he'd be like, why did you do that? I'm like, you did that. Like, I don't know. I don't even know why you're bringing this to my attention. I know nothing about it, you know? Yep. But yep. No, nope. I had um, the same thing. Your underwear situation made me remember something very similar to that. It wasn't in my car, but I found a pair of black panties in our laundry why are they and black? <laughs> why? Why do they all have to be because, black? <laughs> right, I know. Because that's what fucks with you. It's like every girl has a pair of black panties, you know. But I found them and I asked him, "Who whose are these?" And he's like, "Those are yours. You know, those are yours." Another form of gaslighting. And I'm looking at these things and I'm like, "I know these aren't mine, but they're my size. I mean, maybe they are." You know, I'm like, I'm tricking myself into thinking, "Oh, he would never cheat on me." You know, and if I brought it up, right. it's like, you know, those are yours. You just wore those the other day or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, I guess you could be right. You know, because you can't prove it. You can't, sometimes you can prove it, but in that specific situation, I couldn't prove it. Right. And it just, and see, my crazy. thing is, yeah, my thing is, is like, so I know for a fact that those were not mine. I, I know 1000% without a doubt, those were not mine. They were so tiny. I was like, yeah, my, you know, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't wear those. Um, right. First of all, it wouldn't even fit around my thigh. <laughs> right. I mean, I was only like 140, 155 pounds, 145 to 155 pounds around that time. But these were like little girl size. Oh God. Yeah. 
But um, anyway, I mean, I, we, I could literally keep going with the things over the 12 years that I found that I missed all the stuff that I was missing. But yeah. um, I know that my, I have a class that's going to start at 10. Um, but um, if tomorrow, um, sometimes you guys, if you guys are still listening and still want to continue on with these, these podcasts with us, please know that um, we are working diligently to get some other things going. So I'm going to be working on a full website so we can have links to like different states and different things. So you guys can get um, the proper help that you need. If you guys do not want to post on our page, we're going to make our page extremely private. So those of you who want to share stuff and share stories and share and, and questions and answers on there, if you have any questions, if you want to talk about anything, it's private. You don't have to worry about anybody else seeing anything. You don't have to worry about people outside of the group sharing any information. My information's been shared. I've already been ridiculed for it. My thing is, is I'm free of speech. I don't care. So I'm not worried about whose feelings I'm going to hurt because apparently they weren't worried about mine. Right. Um, so we just wanted we're to be gonna- anonymous. Yes, we want everything to be anonymous. If you want to put your name out there and you, you've overcome stuff and you're proud of who you are today and you're proud of where you are in life, feel free. Reach out, message us. Say, hey, you know what? I would like to be on your podcast. Um, there's uh, up to 10 people that can be on here. So, you know, I would like to bring more people in. Um, hopefully in a couple more weeks, I'll be able to travel in my bus it'll be ready and I can actually go and see Crystal and we could sit together in an actual room together and yeah. we, maybe we could do a video live so you guys can actually see us interact with you know each other and know that we're here for you but um, hopefully you guys get a little bit of insight out of this hopefully it wasn't a lot of rambling for me I know I can do that sometimes but uh, we're just we're here we're normal we're just human you know, trying to reach out and help people one at a time. So, yeah. Crystal, is there anything else you want to add? No, I think you pretty much nailed it. Um, if, as always, help, I need coffee is your way out. But um, yep. there's more to come. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for, pay, for listening to us and being a part of this. And hopefully now we can get a bigger group together. Yeah. Have uh, a great day, Fallon. Thank you. As you always. too, Crystal. Yes, as always. We'll talk Bye. to you tomorrow. Bye.